We are confined by the number of hours in a day, yet our industry is growing at a rapid pace, and we need to find time. That's what we're talking about today on this episode of Bridging the Gap. This is Bridging the Gap with your host, Matt Reiner. It's another week, and it's another tip to innovate your business. And this week, I am stoked to talk about this topic. It's very technical, but it's very necessary for our business. And I always want to start with something that we can relate it to. And the first thing that we I think about when I think about this topic that we're going to talk about, which is automation, is I think about online bill pay. Do you just remember back in the day when we used to have to pay bills by check, right? It was such a simple process. The, the, the service provider would send us a bill. We would get the bill out of our mailbox. We'd write a check. We'd put in an envelope. We'd address the envelope. We'd stamp the envelope. And then we'd walk it to the, to the mailbox. And it was so simple. And one of the biggest innovations in bill pay was the service providers providing us a pre-addressed envelope inside of the bill to make it easier to pay our bill. So they eliminated that one step. They allowed us to then just write the check, stamp the envelope, and then put it in the envelope and then walk it to the mailbox. It was so simple. But then all of a sudden, at a left field, when the internet came about, online bill pay came about as well. And it caused such an uproar, right? There were so many questions. How are people going to know how much we have to pay? How's the service provider going to know to deduct it from our account? How are they going to know our account number? How's the bank going to know who to send it to? So many questions were coming. And you had three tiers of individuals. You had the individual that was writing on it. They loved it, early adopters. And you had the people that were fearful. They didn't know because they were fearful because of this internet thing. And then you had the people that were just saying, well, you know what? It only takes me about a minute or two to write my bill. Why would I ever go learn something new to do it? But then people started to see that online bill pay saved them time and it was worthwhile. It was worthwhile that five or 10 minute investment to get those one or two minutes back that was happening every single day with all the bills that were coming in. And so then everybody started to move towards using online bill pay. And those that were really the least or the last to jump in were those that were saying, well, it's only a minute or two of my time. They finally jumped in. And when you now look back, the majority of individuals across the country are using online bill pay. And the people that were saying, well, it's only a minute or two of my time, they've filled that time with something else more enjoyable or more productive, whatever it may be. And when I share that story, that story is all about where we are on the journey with automation and financial services. We are at that beginning stage, that introduction of online bill pay, questions abound, three different types of people. But for the next 10 years, if we are to grow and continue to service more individuals with our white glove service, then we must adopt automation. And automation is going to take the same journey that bill pay has over the past 20 years, but it will be really contracted into the next 10 years. So automation is something that I find to be so necessary inside of a business because the, the challenge that we are facing right now is that our industry, and it's a great challenge that we're facing because our industry is facing massive growth and it's going to continue to grow. More and more people are needing financial advice. More and more people are looking for human financial advisors, which means that our jobs are going to become more and more challenging. Yes, there's this really exciting boom that we're going to have in terms of new assets under management. We're going to have new families we're going to be able to serve. We're going to have new ability to offer different services to those families. But it comes with challenges because if you think about how our industry started, we started with these entrepreneurs that were just kind of salespeople that were focused on 
investment management. And that's how they did. They were really good at developing relationships, but there was no infrastructure built. And so it makes it as a challenge to continue to provide a consistent client experience all the way through the relationship from the beginning, the first meeting to, you know, death and trans and transfer of assets to their heirs. And it, it's a difficult process when, the, when the founder entrepreneur was still in the business, it was easy because they had everything in their head. But now as we're getting into gen two, that is now running this firm. And we have this flood of new money from inheritances and also wealth creation in different ways via tech, crypto, whatever it may be coming into the ecosystem we need to figure out how to scale ourselves because we are constrained by one thing, all of us are, and it's time. If you think about a, a year of work, 40 hours a week, et cetera, there's 2,080 hours. That's how much we can work within those hours. And so we can't get more hours because there's only 24 hours in a day. So we have to figure out how to get more time. And we just have to chip away. And the best way to do that is that you first have to start with creating processes. We have to create documentation of how do we expect things to be done inside of our business in order to deliver a consistent client experience while also ensuring that we stay compliant and ensuring that everybody on our team has all the information they need to do the best job possible for the client. Everything has to be with the client in mind. And so that's the first step that we have to do. We have to figure out how do we want to do business, document it, write it down, and be super, super specific on that. Then we get into the fun part, the part that I enjoy the most, which is all around automation. Automation is needed to create scale, right? We're chipping away at time. But then the question is, is how do we do it, right? How do I create automation? How do I, are there tools out there that can help me? Are there tools out there that can make it easier for me to at least just dip my toe in to automation? And and the answer is yes. And one of the main tools is, is the tool you're probably using every single day, which is your CRM. You think about the CRMs that we use mainly in this industry, like Wealthbox and Salesforce and Redtail and Tamarack, et cetera. These tools have amazing resources within them that are called workflows. Workflows are just coordinated processes of tasks to execute on something you want to do. So think about like onboarding or scheduling a meeting. There's multiple tasks that go into each of those processes. And because you've already defined them and documented them, you can actually build those into a workflow inside of your CRM. And that now creates standardization. And the biggest thing that I find from workflows inside of a CRM is that it keeps from your people on your team having to think about what they need to do next. Not that they're not intelligent. That's not it at all. But what's really beneficial is that it just tells them what they need to do next so that you create this consistency. And the less they have to think about what to do next, the more likely they are to take the action that's needed, which then leads to you and your firm having more of a consistent experience for all clients and prospects as you bring on more and more people into your firm. And so taking what you've documented, building into a workflow allows for you to then now have some automation and standardization within your CRM. Now, taking it up to another level, there's another company out there that's called Zapier. Zapier is an automation tool. It connects other technologies together to take an action. So let's just use a specific action as like an email. They can take a task being created in your CRM and take that task and make that trigger off a specific email 
to the contact within your CRM. That's great, right? Now I've just eliminated one task. That's a very simple automation that you can create if you understand what you want to do with your processes and your tasks, etc. And so Zapier is a really fun tool to use. It's an easy tool to use to start automating some parts of your processes. Remember, you're not going to necessarily automate the entire process. But if you can automate pieces of it, like sending an email, like creating a task, like completing a task, that creates time. And that's our goal with automation. How do we chip away at some of those menial, mundane things to create time? And the last one, and I know I'm a little bit biased on this because it's a company that I helped to build and form and, and, and run called Benjamin, which was built for wealth managers. It is a workflow automation engine meant to organize, store, and execute on all of your workflows. And it's focused solely on processes and workflows specifically for wealth management firms. I've sat in the seat I've built processes, I've built workflows, I've built automations in my CRM, and there was just a lack of fully integrated technologies with my CRM, my portfolio management system, my custodian, et cetera. And that's what we wanted to solve with Benjamin. And so we can automate based on more specific data related to wealth managers. And you can start creating and automating different tasks there. And so there are tools out there that are helping us take that leap into automation. And with all three of those, they allow for us to dip our toe in, to test it out, see how it works. And the beauty of it is, is within all those systems, if you have anything good to the client, you can make it your tone of voice that you want. You can customize it that you want. But all the focus needs to be is that you document your processes. You understand the steps of each process to the granular level. Then once you do that, you say, what of these steps, which of these steps can I automate? Can I take off the plate? Is someone clicking a button inside the CRM? Is someone creating a task in the CRM? Is someone sending an email based on something else happening, another event happening? And if so, you have an opportunity for automation to give time back. And then where you want to start looking for that time to come back is in those processes that you do most frequently. And what I see that people are doing most frequently is, onboarding, scheduling meetings, servicing clients and making sure they're taking care of different actions. Those are some of the areas and workflows and processes that you can start looking for tasks within there to automate. So take that first step into automation. And if it doesn't resonate with you, send it to someone in operations. Send this podcast so they can understand it. But like, share, comment on this podcast so that we can create a conversation to help us all be better at automation and ensure that we can deliver a consistent client experience to more clients as this industry continues to grow. Thanks again for your time listening to the podcast, Bridging the Gap. Just always remember, the best is ahead. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Bridging the Gap. Don't forget to give us a rating and let us know what you think. 